This is a podcast about two sisters raised in an effed up family. My name is Christine. I am Jesse's older sister. I was raised by a gaslighting, manipulative mother who raised me to believe people either rejected you or weren't rejecting you. My father was a crazy, racist, vulgar alcoholic who was in and out of my life. And my name is Jesse. I'm Christine's little sister. I was raised solely by the crazy, racist father who raised me to believe I had to earn or buy someone's love. Hello to all of our family burrito listeners out there whose father joined the army a second time so he could get off heroin, sell American products to the Germans on the black market, and smuggle hash. Welcome back to the Family Burrito. My name is Christine. My sister Jesse and I created this podcast as a way to heal our father joining the army a second time so he could get off heroin childhood wounds, Jesse. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> yeah. Why would you join the army? Huh? What why would you join the army? Would you ever have you ever thought about joining the army? I was thinking about going to the Air Force when oh. I was in high school. But then I uh, found marijuana. Gotcha. Yeah, and then that was that was it. Yeah, <laughs> I was that's like, like oh, a... you can't smoke weed in the Air Force. Ah, no. <laughs> yeah, that's a criteria you can't can't go in. Yeah, stupid criteria. I almost joined the Air Force too. Did you know that? Yeah, uh, I think you told me like after nine eleven you were thinking about going in yeah it's when Shane and I had separated and I had no direction in life and um so I did all that and then I had to go to Dallas for something I don't remember what it was but I hadn't signed yet but I went there for I can't remember what it was maybe a test or something but I had a huge panic attack when I was in Dallas and I got super lost this was like before GPS and stuff and I was like this is not what I'm supposed to be doing I'm not <laughs> in the airport. This is not it. Yeah. 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 No. And well, that's, that's a crazy way to learn how to drive in Dallas, Texas. Yeah. I've had many panic attacks in Dallas. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, like I just look at those high five bridges and I'm just like, nope, I'm out. Yeah. Oh, you live yeah. over there? Fuck no. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, it's a different, it's a different breed over there. It's crazy how close Dallas is. And it's like a different, it's a different place. You know, you're like, you're in a different country, different vibe, different people, different lifestyle. Um, you know, I go to Dallas to, um, for concerts or basketball games. That's kind of really about it. Right. Yeah. And Denver is just like, it reminds me of Austin. Mm, Yeah. But I remember that one time we went to Austin and the girl, we met this girl at a bar and she was like, yeah, I feel like the vibes are in Austin are because of the aquifers underneath the, the city. Do you remember uh, that? Yeah. Yeah. I think about that often. I don't know why. Mm. I'm like, why is that random fact just live free in my head? <laughs> oh, that sounds like a, isn't that like a TikTok thing? What random fact lives free in your head? <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's really funny. I love that. Um, yeah, I I love Austin. Austin is a great town. Um, and we're gonna go in March. Yeah, we're going in March, and we gotta redeem the the last experience I had when I was in Austin. You know, I went down there for um my friend Beth's her um cousin, nephew, whatever he is, uh, for his like 
21st birthday. And so we all had, we had the hotel and we were going to go like hit the gay bars and all that. And we did, and we were going, you know, from bar to bar. And then, um, one of our friends who was with us got super wasted within an hour. I don't know if she was on other things, but it was, she was getting lost. Couldn't find her driver's. I'm like, it's only been an hour. You don't know where your driver's license is and, and slurring the words. And, um, you know, I wasn't feeling safe. (laughs) So Braden and I, uh, her nephew, cousin, whatever he is, we kind of went off on our own and we hit the gay club and we were, we were having such a great time. And then the rest of the group showed up and then we were going to go, it was like almost midnight. We we're like, let's go. I think we're going to go back to the hotel. Um, because the one that we were, you know, the one that got super drunk was even more drunk, you know? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, we were just, it was just, a, she was a handful. So, um, and a mouthful. And so, um, uh, so as we're walking out, my friend Beth, like the curbs in Austin, they're not even like, you'll have them high and then they'll like dip real low and without you even realizing it, they're all uneven. It's very strange. I don't know why. Yeah, dad fell on one too. Mm. So, so as we're coming out, um, actually and Braden and I started walking off because we were going to get an Uber or Mercedes Uber to come pick us up. We were in our own world, you know, we were having fun. We're trying to like stay away from the drunk slurring drama. And so, um, so my friend Beth like walked out and missed the curb and you'd kind of hear this commotion and Braden's like, I think we need to go back, you know, and she's on the ground and had broken her tib fib, um, bones in her feet and ankle. And so we're at the, so we got to call the ambulance and then the ambulance couldn't find us because there was GPS issues. And so we just hear it and see it. So what's funny is, oh, and by the way, it was like, it had drizzled and that was part of the issue. Like, so she had slipped, fell, you know, cause it was drizzling. And so, um, you know, what do you do in a crisis like that? If you're at a gay club, well, if you're at the gay club, you, some dude like randomly say, so as she's on the ground in shock, like you could totally tell she was in shock cause she was pale as a ghost and her foot was all deformed. And then you have all these nurses, you know, it's a group of nurses, you know, kind of been drinking some they're like I don't know what do we need to go to the ER and I'm looking at it and I'm like yes we need it I'm calling the ambulance now because it is obviously deformed um it is I mean I was like you know yeah so and these are ICU nurses they're like you know but you know we're all they're all drinking so anyways um I, uh, so we're waiting on the ambulance. We can hear it and then we can start seeing it, but it does, doesn't come down our street, you know? And then of course she was like, Beth was like, no, I don't need to go. We're like, yes, we're going to have them carry you in the ambulance. Nobody was thinking clearly. Right. So, um, so all of a sudden this, this gay guy or a staff member from the gay club comes running out and throws ice, like all this ice, like at her feet. So it was like, okay, so we got drizzled curbs, you know, and she's got some broken bones and let's throw some ice around the area, you know, as they're going to lift her up. Let's like, let's get a banana peel too while we're at it and just throw that. (laughs) So um, yeah, I was just, it was like, I felt like I was in a cartoon, you know, because nobody nobody reacts funny when people get hurt, dude. Nobody was making good decisions. (laughs) Yeah, no, I was, I, like, when I broke my femur, Michael put my motorcycle back up. He looked at my bike before he looked at me. 
mm-hmm. I was like, I, I was like, that was a dickhead movie. It was like, I was hoping you'd walk it off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, everybody's just, yeah. You got alcohol. And got, you know, you know, rain and gayness and all this stuff. And what'd you say? The aquafloor? I don't know. Like the aquafloor and all yeah, so, you know, the sharks in the ground. I don't know. Like in the dance floor. So, um, so there's just all, it was just a total setup for a whole bunch of comedy. So, um, so she ended up going to the ER and, and then getting like emergency surgery, which they don't quote me, but they botched it because she had many issues after that infections and with the hardware and, um, it was just crazy. She ended up having to get IV antibiotics for six weeks at home. And it was a very tough recovery for her. Um, yeah. And it was, you know, the weekend. And so they were like, well, she's ready to go, but she can't walk. And so we don't have a wheelchair. We don't have a walker. And so we, I mean, it was so crazy. Cause then we had a plan on like, how are we going to get her back? Like, cause she can't, she's got to lay in the back, you know? And so it was just, it was nuts. Um, I felt so bad for her cause you know, she doesn't, do that very often and then look what happens you know right then well i'm glad dad didn't break his ankle but fuck i think he was just too drunk i think he was too limber (laughs) yeah but um it was right after i yelled at this lady at a hot dog stand because dad was trying to buy everybody hot dogs and i was like you know he was drunk and yeah. he was just being himself, trying to buy, being friendly. Mm-hmm. And then this lady with like tattoos all, her, all over her face, she was like, sir, you need to move along. She basically gave him attitude. And I was like, bitch, I'm the only one that can talk to him like that. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I like went up to her and I was like, I'm about to knock those ugly ass tattoos off your face if you talk to him like that again. And then he tripped. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Of course. Karma just said. Karma said, check, please. <laughs> I was like, oh, gee. <laughs> Dad, stay cool. Stay cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stay cool. Stay in school. <laughs> you know? Make don't it great. Trip. Don't use drugs. <laughs> but that's, yeah, I'm glad. Um, is she walking better now? Yeah, she's fully recovered. Um, oh, that's good. But part of it was these damn shoes that she, all these, I don't know what the brand is, but she gets them at Dillard's and they're like these fancy sandals. And I'm like, you can't, you should not wear these anymore. They're not, they don't stabilize your feet, you know? And so anyways, so I just, I'm like, you throw these damn shoes away. They're triggering me right now. I just spit. I wonder if anybody just saw that. Like I just spit everywhere. so triggered. Well, I just went to a sports chiropractor for my femur break because, um, the exercises that I was given like are way too easy. Mm. So I was like, I need something tougher. And boy, did he give it to me. Well, that sounds dirty. Boy, did he give me some other tough exercises. Was this a, was this a paid sports <laughs> chiropractor? <laughs> yeah, no, he, uh, it was very great, honestly. Um, I recommend them. If you're in the Denver area, it's uh, Mile High Sports and Spine. I love how everything is Mile High. Yeah, fuck yeah, baby. Yeah, <laughs> Mile High it, Sex Shop. Right, you know, it's... um. I want to make yeah spine and sport I'm sorry I'm sorry guys but anyway it's um 
owned by two guys and yeah the one i met was really great so i'm excited well, maybe i'll actually start walking normal because right now like one leg goes this way and i'm like uh-oh <laughs> and and my x-ray is like normal right yeah so it's, yeah it's just retraining your brain is what it's what it is and also i have no like I like, I can't even really do a side plank on my right side because I have like no butt muscle right now. Mm. Like I have plenty of butt muscle on my left and, but not my right. And, yeah. it's, and it's, you know, like got to rebuild my butt muscle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I have like a lot to do with the alignment of how right. he's going to go and all the other things. But he explained to me like my femur angle and everything and how like I usually, I like already walked inward, like mm-hmm. my toes yeah. were inward. Yeah. Yep. And um, some people like are outward, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And um, like a little penguin. Yeah. And I'm like a little duck. <laughs> and, <laughs> that made me snort. <laughs> and um, anyway, so like when they put that titanium rod in, he explained to me, like that changed my angle like dramatically more inward. Hmm. So, so you're like you're more more of a duck. more of a duck yeah and like and it's worse because my my knee's still so swollen so like mm. and and if you like look at my leg my legs like my left leg looks so much smaller than my right leg it's insane yeah. like the, the swelling is still so insane and I'm just I'm over it yeah the, well how, long has it been? How, how many months has it been doesn't it because I know it takes four for, and I know like it takes probably what, at least six months to a year for a full like recovery, right? They said it's going to be like a year for a full recovery, but like, I just, I don't know. I'm too active for this. I need, I need it to be faster. And I, and I feel like if I go to a sports chiropractor, like they'll make it faster. Cause if I were like a football player or like somebody that were like an actual, like professional athlete I feel like yeah. I'd be on the field again or you, you right. know like right so I want to get back like I want that like I'll yeah. even I'll pay for it <laughs> yeah 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 I think I'm an you. athlete but yeah. I should like treat yourself like you want like what you want to be <laughs> right yeah. like, right 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 and that's yeah whatever whatever my cat playing in a bag oh lord cats out of the bag <laughs> why why are cats such assholes um because they're cats they're kin to lions god <laughs> my cat is just sometimes just an asshole and i know he does stuff to get he's trying to get my attention knocking over the water and and cut me off when i'm walking in the hallway because i'm going towards this food bowl and i take a right to the kitchen and then he cuts me off you know and it's i'm like are you trying to kill me like i don't i don't know what yes. Is that what's happening? Murder? Yes, they're trying to murder. Yeah, murder you. Um, Carl will literally walk like he'll lay on the step on my because I have stairs in my house, mm-hmm. and he'll just lay on a step and be like, "Oh, you want to walk here?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what an asshole! There he goes playing that bag. You like froze. <laughs> Oh, did it freeze? Okay. Yeah. Am I back? You like went into a portal and came back out. Oh. But it says oh. my internet. It says my internet is unstable, just like me. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because I forgot to charge my iPad. Yeah. I'm at 10%, so it, 
I thought I was lagging because I forgot to charge my iPad. Yeah. Like it's on the charger now. But you changed your maxi pad. Yeah. You have to change that, ladies. And and whoever else, you know. whoever else used to hear this. <laughs> yeah. You keep freezing. I know. <laughs> and you froze. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so how's your week been going? Uh, pretty good. I yesterday we went up to Keystone. My friend Landry and his boyfriend Cole. Um, Landry broke his arm rollerblading or his elbow, and so uh, his boyfriend was like, "I want to go skiing." So Landry invited me to go, you know, be a gimp with him at bars and stuff. And it was fun. Like we went bar hopping in the mountains. You know, nice. That's- Nothing better than that, especially like ski country, you know, everybody's just walking around with their snowboard or their skis. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. I, I remember when I first had alcohol, when I would lived up there with you and dad briefly back in the day. And I remember taking a drink and like, I felt drunk already. I was like, why am I so wasted already? Like what in the oh. world? And I didn't even realize like that altitude part, you know? Yeah. And it's funny because now when I go like closer to sea level, it's hard for me to get drunk. Like mm. last time I went to Florida, I could, I literally took 12 shots of tequila and felt sober. Wow. Is it the same yeah. with like smoking weed? I don't, well, I mean, for some people, but for me, I just get, I, I don't know. I get high everywhere. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. um, but a random fact about dad though he he was like yeah I had to pay to Amsterdam to slow down because he didn't like we went to Europe you know and he didn't get as fucked up as he normally does and he was like yeah I was expecting to get way, way more fucked up mm, so disappointed. yeah so maybe there's something about that European altitude <laughs> I, I have no idea I have no idea so you're at a welding school. So what have you been kind of doing with your time besides going to the sports therapy people? Um, so basically like learning geometry, like trying to basically understand basic geometry because I never paid attention in high school. Mm-hmm. Go me. So geometry was hard for me. Um, I, you know, that was, a, it's a, shapes and measurements like yeah. angles and degrees like right. huh, you know <laughs> yeah and and like and I'm pretty good at angles but it was all the shapes I'm yeah yeah and then like the math that goes into making a template like for when because you're when you're dealing with pipe like you know let's say you have like a piece of pipe and you're like trying to fit it up to another piece of pipe like you have to round it out you know to fit the pipe you're like welding it to right it can't just like go into each other yeah so like you have there's like you have to find like the diameter and (laughs) the circumference and shit yeah there's math (laughs) and I just that's not something I ever did and ever cared about and then now I'm like oh well, if I actually want to do this, I'm going to have to fucking learn. So. Well, what's, which is so funny to me because, you know, like that running joke when you're like in high school or in school, you know, and, oh, you're, you're never going to use this in the real world. That's, yes, you do. 
That's yeah, you, you actually do. You actually do use this in the real world. That is society's conditioning, Jesse. So yeah, my that's why my geometry teacher looked at me like I was a dumbass. Yeah. But I said, I'm never gonna use this in the real world. He was like, You just jinxed yourself, dude. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna definitely need it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For sure. Because he was an adult and understood how the universe fucks with people. Yeah, yeah. You have to be of a certain age before you realize that, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, possibly 18 at the youngest. Mm-hmm. But how about you? How's your week? My week's been okay. You know, of course, work, I feel like that's all I talk about. Work, 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 work. Um, and, you know, it's just been frustrating because, because uh, we have most of our clients are at the hospital against their will involuntarily. Basically the police brought them in with a, they call it a detention warrant, um, you know, because they were either a danger to themselves or others or both, you know, or maybe not eating. And so because of that, there's a whole legal mental health court process that um, we have to deal with in the County I'm in. It's one of the fastest moving mental health courts. And so we're constantly doing all this legal paperwork and there's a whole bunch of stuff to that because it has to be perfect. And I can't sign this paperwork because in Texas, uh, nurse practitioners can't testify in mental health court hearings and can't do the paperwork. So I have to hunt down a doctor. Um, and so it basically I spend several hours that has nothing to do with patient care. And it's just so frustrating because I just, I'm so ready to have my own private practice because half of that will be gone. That's where I'll get my time back because it's, it's just infuriating because I'll also at the same time of all this going on, multiple messages from the social workers, multiple messages from the nurses, like needing this, needing that, you know, and, and then the phone, my phone ringing, like the DA is calling, what are we going to do with this patient? You know? And so it's just, I, it's, it's exhausting. It's just really exhausting. Do they have a special term for it? Because I like know in California, it's called like 5280 or something like that. Do they have a Do special have, what for it? Like term. Um, Not really. I mean, they have the legal documents, you know, it is. Yeah, but I know like in California, it's called 5280, right? So like people will be like, I got 5280, man. And you're like, what the fuck is that? And basically you got detained. Like I uh, thought it was a 5150 because Britney. Oh, 5150. Yeah. That's because I always go. Yeah. We got a 5150. That's right. Yeah. I knew it was like one of those numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I always yeah. do that. I'm like, bring in the men. We got a 5150. <laughs> like, right. With the white coats, just want to help you, you know, <laughs> uh, not to my clients. I say that to my friends, but um, anyway, so I'm just kind of like tired of that. And then, so because of this whole work draining thing, I've just sort of felt um, out of my creative flow with the podcasting stuff. And so I um, had a, one of my friends that I have met, Willie Porter, he is the co-host of The Thing About Us. We've talked about him before. He was on my, my, my podcast, How Coronavirus Saved My Life. And I interviewed him kind of about his kind of ex black experience living in Louisville, Kentucky. Anyways, so I, we decided we're going to be like podcast mentors or not mentors, accountability partners. And right so on. we had a meeting last night and I was ready. Cause I was like, I just, I told him, I said, I just feel like I'm in a funk, a podcast funk. And he's so sweet. He said, you have a blog, you have two podcasts, you have all these social media sites. 
you're working full time. And he like went through this list and he said, and I haven't even mentioned your daughter. And he said, when was the last time you took a break? And I was like, I don't even think I answered his question. <laughs> What's a break? <laughs> what is a break? You know, what, what does that look like? You know? Um, cause you know, I don't watch TV or anything like that, but, um, but also too, part of me is I feel like I'm in the second part of my life because, you know, I'm divorced and I have figured out really the things I'm passionate about. And so I sort of, um, cause it, it does light me up. It gives me energy when I get in that flow. Like I let, I feel satisfied and fulfilled. And so it's hard to get to that place, that creative flow, because I'm being drained by this, you know, eight to five place. So right. anyways, we had a really good talk and, um, we had we met for like an hour and he's, it was just really nice. I've never, I, I was thinking, I was like, I'd have never had anyone ever like in our family, you know, growing up, like when was the last time you took a break? Did anybody ever ask you that, Jesse? No, we, that, that, that was unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think I'm going to start asking Sophia that like, well, she always has taken breaks, <laughs> but, but I'm like, when's the last time you took a break? I mean, but quite frankly, she takes a lot of breaks because she's a projector. She's a human design projector, Jesse, like you. Mm. But um, anyway, so, but after our conversation, because I, you know, I've been having, you know, guests on my podcast. I really don't do too many solo episodes anymore because I haven't gotten in that like solo creative flow. And so after my conversation with him last night, man, it hit me. Like I recorded an episode. I'm going to publish it in the morning, a solo episode about the childhood story that we all tell ourselves that's built upon and built by the broken people we were raised by. And how that story still plays a part in our current life and, um, you know, kind of the techniques I use, which was, I started observing my thoughts and cause I read that Dr. Joe Dispenza book, breaking the habit of being yourself, where he said 90% of the thoughts that you think were the same ones you thought the day before and the day before that and the day before that. And so I remember I was like, really, I don't know. We'll see. So I was at work, this was last year, I was at work and I was like, okay, I'm going to observe my thoughts now. And then I was like, what was I just thinking about? And I said, oh my God, I'm still thinking about that bitch from a week ago that was rude at work. Like, I'm still thinking about that bitch, how rude she was. And, and, and I was like getting angry and I said, oh my God, you know? And so, um, and then I was looking at my journals, like from last year, um, kind of around this time. And there was something going on where I felt like everything was my fault and feeling rejection and all this stuff, because this person's behavior, this other person's behavior and asking myself the question, what else could this mean? And what is the thing that is blocking me right now for my soul's purpose. You know, what is the emotion? What is the thing? And so that's when I realized not everything's my fault. Not everything's ever anyone's fault. You know what I mean? And so people's behaviors have nothing to do with you. Like, you know what I mean? That's nothing to do with you. That's to do with them and their story that was built by broken people. Right. You know, and I remind completely, I have to remind myself that every single time 
I like with any friend, not just my, my, my roommate, Michael, I'm going to say my Michael, um, because like, he's almost like a brother to me, mm-hmm. but we didn't have the same parents, but even though like we had the same dad, we didn't have the same dad. Right. So like we had different experiences with our dad. Yep. And when people are like, you know, they ask, uh, well, what, what was your sister's relationship with your dad? I was like, I mean, I think that it was just like trying to be copacetic with each other. <laughs> yeah. like they, and dad and I were so much alike that we just wanted a fist fight all the time. Well, I yeah. wanted to punch him in the face. He has a very punchable face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I was like ready for it. Um, and actually, as I realized by watching um, a documentary today about a bodybuilder who shot her husband um how aggressive I can be mm. but how like silly it looks you know mm-hmm. like to outsiders yeah even though we feel like Billy badass other people will be like <laughs> that yeah. looks you look funny right now sit down um I realized that dad and I at a, like at a certain point in my life we would literally like get in physical altercations almost daily like it wasn't just um him either it was me going to him and trying to like be the aggressor yes yes and um because for what I had to like prove myself I don't know really there's more to break down in that yep part of my childhood but um it clicked to me when I was watching this documentary today and I was like damn dude like that's why you like extreme sports and you like to be strong and you like those types of things because you want to show these boys like I can also do this too bitch yeah and I think that was like yeah me trying to always prove something to dad like I'm actually I don't know I felt like he was also such a little bitch sometimes I I needed to like ruffle his feathers so he'd stop being such a little bitch yeah yeah (laughs) because he was also hopeless romantic and 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 it bothered the fuck out of me that he would let these women take advantage of him like he did and I'm like, yeah. why are you such a weakling? Like, stop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's Grandma Lou's pro- her story. That's his story was built on. But yeah. So yeah. Our, right. our, so our, as human beings, our nervous system, as human beings, our brains, our entire beings, we are wired for connection at birth. But what happens is we get rewired by these people, dad, mom, whatever, who rewire us instead of connection for protection, fight or flight, freeze, fawn, shut down. And so, mm-hmm. and by the way, this starts in the wound. So whatever your mom was going through, it was already wiring your system differently. Okay. Right. right. So, Like when I was in my mom's wound, you know, my, our dad was an alcoholic and I wasn't there. I mean, I was in the wound, but I, I guess I was there. Um, but, uh, you know, she's told me, I mean, she obviously was going through stress because the pictures of her, when she's the month that she gave birth to me in August, she is skinny. You can't even tell she's pregnant. So she's obviously under stress. You know, he was terrorizing her. He was drunk. You know, he would tell her things like, don't ever get fat, you know, those kinds of things. And so, um, so I was already getting pre-wired. Dad hated fat people. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. Oh, it's because he had a fear of being fat. Oh, hmm. 
Well, what about why did he hate black people? Did he have fear of being black? He had a fear of being perceived as white trash or trashy because he was the black sheep of the family and everybody in the family thought he was trashy. <sighs> like literally everybody, even his own mom. Mm. Well, anyway, so you're, so, and, and so the fact, so you were, you're rewired, your connection was rewired for protection for the fight. Okay. Yeah. And so you were consciously seeking that out with him, like trying to like prove that, you know, your nervous, nervous system, you got, you and dad's nervous system were so dysregulated around each other. And that's why yeah. you guys were not your nervous systems were dysregulated mismatched and so that's why there was no connection you know right yeah and the only time we did connect was when we were drunk yeah because you're you were calm you calm in your nervous system smoking weed calm in your nervous system but that only lasts so long right and then you're back to square fucking one as my friend Corey says yeah I mean who in the who actually tries to get in the in a fist fight like in the middle of Paris <laughs> like right next yeah. to the me yeah <laughs> yeah what were you getting in a fight about um dad dad was trying to hand me a joint and I wasn't paying attention and he had said something like vulgar and I turned around and threw up my deuces and I was like let's go motherfucker I was so drunk yeah like, that would have been a funny looking fight what did he do when he, what how did he react to that um he just said are you really trying to fight me in the middle of Paris right now <laughs> and i looked around and i was like there's the eiffel tower oh no yeah yeah (laughs) and then he sat down and i apologized i was like i'm sorry like i heard i just heard something vulgar come out of your mouth and i was like fuck you motherfucker and you were reacting with your reptilian part of your brain what was right 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 and um at that point our relationship was it was okay but like he I feel like alcohol just really changed him in the end like you know it it was no longer talking to the same person it was now talking just to somebody that was always going to be correct no matter what yeah. there's like there was no conversation anymore right 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 well, I'm at four percent on my iPad I messed up that's okay and- yeah, he, uh, yeah, his, it's funny because like in that encyclopedia of book of birthdays, it's like the, the birthday of the last word is what it, what his birthday is called. And then in his human design, his head energy center is defined, meaning they will never, they will rarely do they change their mind. Once they have what something is like, it is hard to change their minds. Yeah, that's, that's true. Well, I guess I'll probably have to end early because I forgot to charge charge my iPad. Well, that's okay. As long as you change your maxi pad, Jesse. Yeah, I will. I'll do that right now. Okay. Well, I love you, baby girl. I love you, baby girl. Take care. Bye. Bye.